be good if you took out your Bibles. We're going to be heading to Matthew chapter 25 this morning. Let me start with this today. An enthusiastic preacher had just delivered what he thought was a particularly inspired message. People had responded well, and there was a growing crowd moving to the front, ready to receive prayer in the ministry time. The preacher, full of faith, went to the first man he saw and asked what he could pray for. The man responded he would like prayer for his hearing. For the next few minutes, the preacher prayed fervently with his hands clasped over the man's ears. And when he felt the Lord had done his work, the preacher stopped and asked, How's your hearing now? The man replied, I don't know. It's coming up this Tuesday at the courthouse. So there you go. On that note, let's pray. <laughs> Lord, we just ask for your help this morning. We thank you uh, for your goodness, for that comment, whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, Lord, just that we have opportunity to open up your word today. I thank you that your word never returns to you void, but you accomplish the purpose you have for, that, for it. And I pray this morning you would do just that. Give us ears to hear what you would say. Let our hearts be soft towards you, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So more and more uh, in my life at, at this moment, I, I feel the Lord's kind of been stirring some things in my heart. And I, I found myself asking a particular question of the Lord, reflecting on it, seeking him about. Lord, what are the things that are really important to you? What are the things of value that I should be pursuing in my life? What are the qualities that I should be seeking after and allowing you, Lord, to build into my life, him to build into our lives? And, you know, you might hear that and think, well, it's obvious, Adam. But, you know, I think there are times when the Lord's highlighting or honing in on particular things of, of real importance or value to him. And in those times, I want to be seeking after those things, investing my time and energy um, into those things you know because there are so many distractions things that seek our attention even good things you know the story of Mary and Martha with Jesus and Martha's distracted with much serving you know good things making sure Jesus was looked after and well fed yet he says you know uh, Martha you're distracted about many things few things or only one is needed and Mary has chosen the better portion I want to choose the better portion. I, I pray that we would be a people who choose the best and not be distracted by you know, other things that can take our attention away from what the Lord is really, I guess, highlighting. And so I say that to say that this message is flowing from that place this morning. And of course, we could say that there are many things that are important to the Lord. Obviously, love, mercy, grace, justice, uh, being fruitful, seeking first the kingdom. All those things, of course, are of utmost importance to him. But there's a particular thing that I want to focus on this morning that I feel the Lord's put on my heart. And it's this, and this is the title of my message, Being a Faithful People. Being a Faithful People. So Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 is where we'll be starting this morning. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, 
to another two, to another one, each to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. I really believe that there is something so significant about faithfulness, about being a people who are faithful. And I think in many ways it's an underrated quality in our society today. In Proverbs 20 verse 6 it says, Many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find. You know, it's easy to value gifting or to value charisma or to value anointing. But I I believe that the Lord is looking for a people who are faithful. Faithful to Him. Faithful to what He's entrusted to us. To what He's called us to do. And also to faithfully represent or represent Jesus to the world around us. And of course we should desire gifts and anointing. Those kind of things. They are good things. But I think there's something about remaining faithful. About staying the path about being immovable, about being steadfast that the Lord really values. And you know, faithfulness actually reveals character, just as God's faithfulness reveals His character and His nature. There's a story that I heard this week that I was both encouraged by and challenged by, and I'm sure that most of us would know of Hudson Taylor, missionary uh, to China, um, and uh, there was a story where he was uh, in the UK just ministering and sharing and preaching and, and, and giving testimony about what the Lord was doing through the work of the China Inland Mission. And uh, one particular night, it was a stormy, cold, wet night in the UK, maybe a summer's night, I'm not sure. And uh, the lady there that was hosting Hudson Taylor said, look, I- I'm terribly sorry you know, that you're not going to get anybody coming out on a night like this. And he was like, no, well, it doesn't matter. Even if it's just the doorkeeper here, I'm going to be faithful to what I feel like the Lord has put on my heart. I'm going to preach. I'm going to do what he's asked me to do. And that night, I think perhaps 10 or 12 people showed up. So not a very big gathering at all. And he, he faithfully delivered the message, did what the Lord had put on his heart to do. And that 
particular meeting, uh, the story uh, said, was, was marked by unusual spiritual power. And there was great fruit coming from those that gathered at that meeting. The Lord touched them in a powerful way. And many of them um, you know, went into missions themselves and to serving the Lord for the, all the days of their lives. And so it was challenging but encouraging as well that it wasn't about who was there. It wasn't about how many were there. It wasn't about what was going on around with the conditions and that kind of thing. But he faithfully delivered the message did what the Lord had asked him and entrusted him to do. And so I think it's worth reflecting on this morning. What does it look like to be faithful? Well, if we want a great blueprint, we need look no further than Jesus, the faithful one, the one who is constant and certain and never changing. But our ability to be faithful rests on his faithfulness. And so biblically speaking, Faithfulness or being faithful means this sense of firmness or stability or steadfastness or certainty, the ability to endure and be dependable. And I think it incorporates a singleness of focus uh, in our pursuit of the Lord and a singleness of focus of stewarding what he's given to us. And you know, we live in a world where increasingly faithfulness is perhaps not all that popular. We want success now. When things get tough, you know, people want to get out instead of sticking it out. When we don't see the purpose, we give up. But there's something about faithfulness and a few things that I want to bring out this morning of its importance and and, and being a faithful people. First of all, a faithful people can be trusted. Jesus often referred to the importance of being faithful particularly in the little things. Because if we can do that, if we can be proven trustworthy and faithful with little, it means we have the character to be faithful with more and more and more. In 1 Corinthians 4 verse 2, it says that it's required of stewards that they be found faithful. I don't know about you, but that ups the ante a little bit. It doesn't just say, you know, for for stewards, they would do well to endeavor to try their best to be faithful. It says it's a requirement of those who have been entrusted with something that they be found faithful. And every single person here in this room this morning, we have all been entrusted with something by the Lord. Whether it's our work, whether it's our finances, whether it's our spiritual gifts, whether it's other gifts in our lives that we have, whether it's our families, whatever it is, He's given each one of us something to steward. He's entrusted us with something. And so that helps us understand or gives us perspective about uh, some of the things in the passage today. The master entrusted to the servants his property. He entrusted to them his property. It was his in the first place. He gives according to the ability of each of the servants to steward the gift well. So it's interesting, isn't it, that you know one gets five, and one gets two, and one gets one talent. And I wonder if the one that got two was, was like, hey, why did he get five and I only got two? What's the go with that? Or one, the one with one, hey, they've got way more than me. What and I want to say this morning that I think that comparison can actually hinder faithfulness in our lives. Have you ever found yourself thinking something like, like this? I wish I could do what they do. Or I wish perhaps, you know, we have the size of the church that they have. Or I wish I had that job that that person has. Or I wish I had that many followers on Instagram that that person has. The list could go on. 
the Lord actually entrusts to us that which we are capable of stewarding faithfully. He doesn't overwhelm us. We need to be, I guess, staying in our lane, to use that term, of what the Lord has given to us. And so I feel like that takes the pressure off. Instead of worrying about what this person's doing, what that person's up to, what they've got or what they're you know, uh, going forward in, focus on being faithful to what he has placed in your hands. And as we do that, there is a promise of being trusted with much. But too often I feel we want to be trusted with much. I'm sure we'd all say that. We want to be trusted with more, yet without the process of proving that we could be trusted and faithful with much. Because being faithful is not a comfortable or complacent path, but as we set our hearts on that path, it is actually one covered with blessing in every area of life. And being faithful is not just something that we do when we feel like it or when, we, when what is in our hands appeals to us. I can remember a number of years ago, um, uh, out of uni, I worked uh, in private sector for a couple of years and then when my wife and I we kind of made the decision to be established here in Canberra rather than Sydney, which was an option, uh, I wanted to um, get a job down here, obviously, to be established down here. And so I had an opportunity, an interview in the public service, and I went along, and uh, you know, it soon became clear that the particular position you know, held no real interest for me whatsoever. It was, it was, I feel, as I was going through this interview, like I'd find it just boring and meaningless, you know, a bit of pride there in my heart, I think. And I was literally thinking of just saying, look, thanks for your time, but no thanks, I'm not interested. And as I was kind of pondering th these things and almost despising this opportunity in my heart, I felt the Lord speak. He said, no, this is the door that I'm opening for you. You're to step into it. I was like, okay, Lord, okay. And so I did. And in that role, I, you know, I've got to admit there were times where I found it boring, where the times I found it frustrating. But as the Lord was working in my heart and as I made that choice to just be faithful there with what he had uh, entrusted to me and given to me in this opportunity, I could see his hand at work. I could see him opening doors. I could see the purpose that he had for me there. Being faithful is not just when we feel like it or when what is in our hands appeals to us, but it's something that must influence and permeate every area of our lives. Our walks with the Lord, our work, our study, our family lives, whatever it might be. A faithful people are more concerned with actually being faithful than over and above being successful. So let me explain what I mean by this because I don't want to quash anything, but I also realize that this word success and being successful can cause, uh, you know, division or some people to cringe in the church. So let me just kind of clarify here what I mean. In the passage that we've read today, the central point of the parable concerns the importance of being a faithful servant of all that God has entrusted to our care. What was important was not the amount earned or the success but faithfulness in utilizing the gift and the potential. And it's interesting that the two faithful servants are rewarded equally. Even though one made five more talents, one made two more, they received the commendation of the master, they are invited into the joy of the master, and they are both trusted with more, given greater responsibility. And so I feel there's this important distinction to be made that you know, between we need to separate faithfulness, being faithful with our idea of success or failure. 
Because faithfulness will not always mean success as the world would view it or as we would perhaps view it. Stay with me. I'm not meaning to kind of dampen the mood here. But the absence of immediate fruit or immediate rewards shouldn't deter us, I believe, from being faithful. Because when we have faith for something, when we're faithfully going about trying to steward what God has called us to do, what he's placed in our hands and upon us, the absence of immediate results or rewards or fruit or breakthrough shouldn't deter us, but in fact, our faith should motivate us to continue to be faithful. Our faith and our confidence and assurance in who God is should motivate us to continue to be faithful and steadfast in all that he's put in our hands. So whilst faithfulness may not mean success in a worldly sense, it will always mean success and bring reward in a kingdom sense. So let me encourage you this morning. Whatever is in your hand, whatever the Lord has called you to do, be faithful in that and leave the results up to God. Secondly this morning, faithful people are intentional and full of purpose. In the passage, it says that the one trusted with much at once went and put them to work. That sense of intentionally being about his master's business. It doesn't just happen as the third servant found out who went and buried the talent. The servant, this servant was the one that was punished and, and, and uh, admonished as the one who did not do anything. There was not that intention to faithfully steward what he was given. And so... At times, there's a temptation, I guess, for this sort of attitude to creep into our own hearts if we feel like we don't have much to offer. Or like this, you know, well, what I have is not much to bring and, you know, it's not really worth it to try. Well, I want to say this morning, the fact is it is worth it and it does matter. Obviously, to honor the Lord, but our ability to be a blessing to others as well often depends upon our faithfulness to steward what God has given us. So, in saying all this this morning, please hear me correctly. I'm not trying to just portray it as something that we've got to work up in a whole lot of effort and put in a whole lot of striving to be faithful. Of course, we can do nothing apart from the Lord. It's His grace that enables us. But I'm also a firm believer that there's this intentional response required on our part to His grace and to His His goodness. For example, if you are someone who wants to get super fit, well, let me just give a bit of revelation this morning, that it doesn't just happen. Like, unfortunately, I'm sorry to to dampen anyone's mood this morning, but it doesn't just happen. If you want to get super fit, you know, you can't just sit on the couch, eat junk food, never exercise, and expect that the Lord will somehow do a miracle. Even though all things are possible with Him, of course. Or to bring it to a spiritual context, revival. I'm sure that we would all say, it's a cry of my heart, and, and I know many here, that we would see revival, that we would see the Lord move powerfully in our midst, in this city, in this nation. And of course, only the Lord can do that. But He loves to partner with us. And He loves us to partner with Him in prayer, in intentionally, purposefully seeking after Him, in preparing our hearts, in getting ready. And that's, that's been a focus I guess throughout much of this year here at church about being a people ready, the Lord working in us so that he can do what he wants to do through us. 
I read a great book recently, and, and one of the chapters in this book was, was dedicated to the Welsh Revival of 1904. Some of you may know about that. There was a particular guy by the name of Evan Roberts who was a key figure in that. And um, you know, just so encouraging and challenging to read this account of what the Lord was doing in, in that time. But this man, Evan Roberts, he had this burning desire to see his nation saved, to see the Lord move and transform lives. And, you know, much of his early life, you know, teens and kind of early adulthood, he was, was spent building history with God in the secret place. The Lord would, would wake him up early or in the night for prayer. He had this passion for prayer and seeking, intentionally seeking the Lord. And, you know, for 10 years, he cried out to the Lord. For 10 years, he was faithful in prayer in seeking the Lord before the revival came. You know, the Lord placed that burning desire in his heart. So would it have come to fruition aside from him grabbing hold of that and with purpose and intent praying into the promises of God? Well, I'm not sure. But what I do know is that would, it would have been easy for him to give up. It would have been easy, you know, all those early mornings, all that interrupted sleep to be like, is anything ever going to change? Is any, Lord, what are you... What are you doing? Is there any, anything going to happen? But when it, ha- when it did come, after those 10 years of just faithfully seeking with purpose and intent, it was a radical revival that changed the whole fabric of society. Not just multitude of souls saved, but um, you know, the whole, the whole uh, society and workplaces and everything about that part of the world there was transformation. There's stories of, you know, the horses that worked in the mines uh, not being able to work because they didn't know how to respond anymore because before they would only respond to kicks and profanity to get them to do what they were meant to do. And the Lord so transformed the, the lives of those uh, mine workers that, you know, that wasn't a part of their lives anymore. So they had to retrain the horses in the mines. There's stories of pubs being uh, you know, closed down one after the other. There's, there's accounts of profanity and drunkenness and crime almost being non-existent. There was this remarkable confession of sin, you know, as the Lord was moving across uh, that region. How's this one? At a soccer match, all of a sudden, the people start singing revival songs in the crowd. How about that? The MCG at a football match, all of a sudden the Lord moves and people start singing songs of praise. I'd love to see that anyway. That sense of being purposeful and intentional, crying out to the Lord, being faithful with that thing that the Lord had put in his heart. Finally, this morning, a faithful people are also a faith-filled people. And there's a wonderful passage in Hebrews 11 that we won't turn to for the sake of time, but, you know, kind of the who's who, the heroes of the faith. And, you know, all of these people, there's Moses in there, Abraham in there, Noah in there, The list goes on. All of these people were commended and honored there for their faith. But if we go through the list, we can see this characteristic of faithfulness being there as well, in addition to being full of faith. Of these people living out their lives faithful to the Lord, not compromising, not settling for the comfortable option, stewarding well what God had put in their hands. And we see the evidence of being full of faith to be faithful, full of faith. Their faith was actually living and active. It had substance and it impacted the way that they lived their lives. And so for these heroes of the faith, we could say that their faithfulness was the result of their faith, that confident assurance in God, in who He is, in who 
that he would do as he had promised. And so I want to say to us this morning that it is our faith, I believe, that actually motivates or enables us to be faithful. That our assurance and confidence in who God is and what he said he would do then enables us or spurs us on to be faithful. Would you turn with me just quickly to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. It says, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. We do not lose heart. Why is that? Why can we say that with confidence? Because we know that there is something far greater awaiting us. That we serve someone who is far greater than any of the circumstances or issues that we find ourselves in right now. Looking to not just to what is seen, what, what's just happening in front of us or round about us. Because sometimes being faithful in the little things and what the Lord's placed in our hand through thick and thin, the, the good and the bad, if all we had to keep us going was what we could see right in front of us, we, we can find it easy to give up. But when we have our eyes on what is not seen, when we have confidence and assurance in the one who is faithful, in the one who is who he says he is, in the one who will do as he has promised to do, I don't know about you, but maybe it's a bit harder or pretty hard now to lose heart when that's our focus when we're living our lives full of faith, full of confidence and assurance in the one who is faithful. So we continue to be faithful to the Lord in prayer and the things that he's given us and called us to steward because we have this confidence and assurance in the nature and the certainty of our God. So this morning, you may be in the midst of a difficult work situation perhaps or a frustrating work situation. Well, let me encourage you to be faithful and steadfast, full of faith in the one who has promised. You might be in the midst, in this place this morning if you feel you're doing all the right things, but you haven't yet seen the breakthrough or the fruit that you've been hoping for. Well, let me encourage you to be faithful, to press on, to not give up, to not lose heart. You might have found yourself in that place of not knowing whether you know the inconvenience of serving or getting here early to set up or waking up to to pray or you know to be faithful in prayer you've been in that place of you know is it is it worth it will anything change well let me encourage you today that it is to keep being faithful and so let me just finish with this a little story that happened in our household this week our uh, eldest son noah he could not find his drink bottle on a particular day and he was getting a bit upset that he couldn't find it and my wife, Steph, and uh, the boys, they'd been out earlier that morning and had taken it in the going out bag. And so Steph had said, it's, it's in the bag. Just have a look in the bag we took out this morning. And so I said to him, Is it, it's in the bag. Have you had a look? Yes, I have. It's not in there. And so I had a look. And sure enough, as I just peeled back very gently, it was there. The drink bottle was there. And I said, buddy, it's, it's just right here. All you had to do was just look a little bit. And he said, daddy, I just couldn't be bothered to dig hard enough. And uh, I was like, 
Okay, we're going to have to work on that at some point. But it kind of just got stuck with me. It got me thinking. And I, I feel like we are in a season where we are called to actually be bothered to dig. Where we're actually bo- be bothered to continue to be faithful and steadfast. Even if it takes a little bit more effort, this is a season to not be discouraged by delayed answers. This is a season of actually building personal history with God, where the secret place before Him is actually going to cause us to grow exponentially. And this is where faithfulness has its effect. So I don't know about you, but I want to live my life this way, being being faithful, being trustworthy, intentional and purposeful, full of faith. And you know, as part of that, attracting the presence and the favor of God as the faithful servants did here in the story. We didn't have time to go into that. So let's be a people who whatever the Lord entrusts to us are faithful. Let's be a people who when it gets tough or when we feel tempted to take the comfortable option, we remain steadfast, we remain intentional and purposeful in seeking the Lord. Let's be a people who enter into the joy of our Master. And let's remember that the basis for our faithfulness, us being faithful, is the one who is truly faithful. Even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. That's great news for us this morning. Amen. Would you stand this morning? Have we got someone who's able to play keys still here? Or Brendan, guitar. You tailor anointing. Well, uh, of course, um, there's an invitation if you want prayer for any need. Uh, in particular, to come forward, there's a prayer team ready and willing to pray for you. But this morning, I just feel like, and the phrase that I got from the Lord on my heart was that He was wanting to release a grace for faithfulness. A grace for faithfulness. So you, might, you may be in a situation or just a place where you found, you know, you've just been like, Lord... I just want to give up or I just, you know, feel like I've, you know, missed the mark or whatever it might be. I feel like the Lord today is wanting to release grace to encourage your heart, to stir your heart afresh, to, to bring fresh passion and purpose and intentionality to be faithful. And uh, if we could just close our eyes at this point as well, because, you know, I've been talking today about being faithful and you know, looking to the one who is faithful. And to start that journey of, of being faithful, it's important that we know the one who is faithful. And so I, I just feel on my heart to give opportunity this morning. If there, are, if there is anybody here and you do not yet know the Lord Jesus, the one who is faithful, you need to get your life right. You know you need to get your life right before him uh, this morning. I just want to give you that opportunity to respond. So if that's you, would you just raise your hand at this point? just wanted to give the opportunity. Okay, there's someone up the back. Fantastic. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you come uh, 
And just when we close for that person who raised their hand, would you just come to the front as part of the prayer line or come and see me. I'd love to just pray with you uh, as you uh, commit your life and come to know the faithful one this morning. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I, I just thank you for that person who's responding to you this morning, Lord, entering into a life-changing relationship with you, Jesus. And, uh, Lord, I thank you that we've been able to gather as your people today. I thank you for your great faithfulness, Lord, that morning by morning, new mercies you pour out on us, Lord God. And so I just pray that we would be a people who are faithful, Lord, who can be trusted, Lord, with what you want to uh, release and give us to steward, that we'd be a people who intentionally seek you and who uh, keep our lamp burning, Lord, being full of faith. Lord, let us enter into your joy and be about our master's business, I pray, Lord. I bless each person here this morning with your grace, with your goodness, with your presence. And Lord, may this be a blessed week. May we leave here encouraged in our hearts, full of faith, and uh, really stirred, Lord, to live for the glory of your name. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.